What's up? Hello, fellas. Hello, Hello. Justin. Hello, Griffin. Where's How are we that? doing? Uh, not too bad. What about you? Just living the dream, my friend. Where are you at now? Uh, I'm back in... So, I'm in Manchester right now. Okay. It's, like, where I'm from. Like, I literally bounce between, like, here in New Hampshire. We have a house on Cape Cod, and then I go to Maine all the time, too. Okay, my brother lives in Maine. Really, where? Uh, in Portsmouth. I mean, is that wait? No, Portsmouth. sorry, he's in New Hampshire now. Sorry, he's in Portsmouth, New Hampshire. I was gonna say, I'm going. I'm going there tonight. Oh, really? He was in Maine. That's why I used to live in Maine. Yeah. No, my girlfriend goes to school in Maine, so I I pop up there to go to Portland all the time. Oh, really? I haven't even visited him yet. Now he moved there during all this, so. Yeah, I'm going to Portsmouth tonight. It's a good town. Yeah, here it's a nice small town. I think. Yeah, it's small. Small little city, city as they call it here. Dal's talking downstairs, but he's not in the meeting yet. I can hear him chat. Maybe he thinks he's in the meeting. He's, he's just, just talking like to doing the podcast on his own. Dal, yeah. are you joined? <laughs> Sounds like you're doing your laundry. <laughs> his own world. Oh, sounds like maybe he's getting somewhere. Oh, here he is. Big week of hockey. I'm going to get the updated standings here. Hey, we got the sign here, Griff. Here, I don't know if you've seen this puppy before here, but... Wow, that's a sign. All the teams. All the teams you root for, huh? Oh, yeah. Everyone there. I got a jersey for all of them. So. Your camera got worse, I swear. I know. It, it, you should see it on the brick wall here, Holmes. It was horrible. I, it wasn't, I don't even think it was like 360 like, pixel. I don't even think it was close. I don't know. It's, it's pretty bad, my camera. I don't know what's going on. Oh, well. We'll have to just make it work, gents. I, mean, I might look like an animation character again, but we're just going to do it. We will make it work. Holmes, we got to make sure to get this one up. Prompt. You got to send it. Right. The receipts are there. Okay, let's get talking hockey. Welcome back to From the Sin Bin. Boom! We've got another show for you today. We're going to discuss the third week of hockey. Ladies and gentlemen, we're already into the third week here. Uh, there's lots to talk about here. My stars are undefeated, still 4-0. I told you last week, I told you last week that they would come on come on fire, and here they are, undefeated. The last undefeated team in the NHL will introduce everyone on the show. Griff, how are you doing today on this lovely Friday? I am doing great. The work week is over. There's only one NHL game tonight, but hey, that's fine. You know, it's the weekend. It's the weekend. We're going to be touching all about that NHL schedule. I know, Justin Holmes, you hate how it's structured right now. Yesterday, I think there were 12 games in the NHL tonight. One, tomorrow, 12. It's just, there seems to be no consistency in the schedule. Uh, what are your thoughts on that? Yeah, I got more complaints for Batman. You know, last week was the, I'm getting sick of the divisions. This week, it's what the hell is this schedule? Uh, you know, I, what, what, I don't, Columbus and Chicago tonight is the only game. Last night, we had like. Schedule eight. makes no sense. Like, I, at least I was thinking about this, and I think the only reason why is because the NHL screwed themselves by 
saying they only have to play each other so many times. Like they can't go out and play other teams. They're stuck to their own team. Everyone can only play everyone so many games and uh, with travel and whatnot. Like for the San Jose Sharks, I was looking, they played eight games already. They haven't played one game at home. And I don't know if they did that on purpose because of what's going on in San Jose, the NHL schedule makers, but uh, all eight games have been on the road for San Jose. And I think they have to play a couple even at home in Arizona. Kind but of I don't get why they have games. to have this these huge breaks and you're having like 13 uh, 26 teams play one night then one game the next night makes no sense so annoying yeah and you, so you got annoying. like calgary's played six games but like vancouver's played 10 and calgary hasn't been affected by covid or anything it's just like they just have it so i guess the another thing i'm gonna pull a if you think about it so every team that played yesterday is going down today. They're all going to a new city essentially to play another two game set or three game set against someone. Like the NHL just totally just screwed themselves with this scheduling thing. Like I get they're trying to be safe with COVID and stuff, but COVID's still appearing even with these like divisions and playing only teams in your division. Like it's not solving the COVID problem. They yeah. had a bunch of guys like me doing the math over there, the NHL trying to figure out the scheduling. It's fucking brutal. It's just giving me a headache, Griff. I, I know. It's like, 10 games in a night and then you have it tonight one game what am i gonna bet on what what who bets on one game yeah, yeah that was bets on one game we're gonna have to do nba tonight boys it's the only way so what, what else are we gonna do keep our money in our pockets probably yeah. it's possible i mean uh, but from the games we have seen, uh, Pencer, your halves are, are for real. I'm going to say it right now. I was wrong from the beginning, wrong from the get-go. Your halves are tremendous. Well, there I'm going to give the halves a recap. First of all, the halves, what the halves and Dallas are doing this year, i got to give you credit. They're first and second in goals per game at 4.7 each. The next closest is the Jets at four. So, First, I got to say, Habs fans, you got to hold the brakes a little bit. There's no way the Habs average 4.7 goals a game for the rest of the season. So I don't care. People are saying, oh, Josh Anderson, great. Tyler Toffoli, great. They're, they're decent players. Toffoli's definitely the better one. But when your team's scoring 40 goals, everyone's going to put up huge numbers. I think like half the team's over a point per game now. Habs aren't keeping this up. And the problem is, the goaltending has not improved at all. I thought adding Jake Allen would really help. It would help Price, too, giving him a break. They're giving up a ton of goals. They're just scoring way more. We've seen them put up two seven spots already this year. So hold the break a little. Bit. I think sure they're to uh, bet the over in uh, the halves games oh. going forward. They're scoring, and they can't keep oh, the puck out of their net. The overs in the halves games are so nice. It's like free money at this point. I mean, the halves, I honestly, they're – they do look good. The Habs look really good. They're a fun, exciting team, and, like, they're just young. And you feel like there's, like, there's something there that just you, you hope. You have hope this year. You have yeah. hope. Everyone kept talking about their depth, and I was like, yeah, whatever, whatever. But, man, they're right. Like, Armia gets a concussion. Corey Perry steps in and scores a goal. Like, they're, they're looking oh, really they good. They can't keep up 4.7 goals a game. There's yeah, we, we got that. But the team looks pretty damn good. Yeah, they look good. I think they're a playoff team, but everyone being like they're the best team, I'll be the first. I hope they win the cup. I think there's a chance you make the playoffs, you never know. But to be like they're they're up there, come on. I just say it's hot. They are still the juggernaut. Like no one's better than them right now, in my opinion. I think Toronto's looked incredible. I think people are sleeping on Toronto a little. Everyone's still everyone's like the opposite. Everyone's so high on the halves. Everyone's still down on Toronto. 
Yeah, Freddie hasn't been great. The uh, the Leafs love the Rogers place there in Edmonton, Alberta. I think the I think they've gone there five times now and have won every single time. Yeah, what a line it was last night by Gord Miller. He's like, this team is has the label of being a high t- t- high scoring team that can't uh, defend. And he's like, truthfully, they're an average scoring team that is horrendous at defense. And that's what they've been. Like, they're not even scoring that many goals. And that's what they're supposed to be known for with McDavid and Drysdale. Yeah. The team that's impressed me the most, though, I got to say, the Washington Capitals. Yeah. What I was going to talk yeah. about that game yesterday. Oh, my goodness. They don't have anyone playing for them now. They still – they're yet to lose a game in regulation, too. They're 5-0-3. Okay, they played Islanders last night, right? And they – yeah, I had the Islanders money line. That went over pretty well. Just, oh, no. That, I was like, easy. Got that in the bag. And then I look at the thing, and there's like, what, five unanswered goals? I mean, the Capitals, I'm, I'm shocked how well they're doing without those four guys. That, uh, that ends tomorrow because the four games have passed. Ovi and Kuznetsov and Samsonov. And I don't even know who the other fourth one is. but uh, Morlov. Right. Another Ov last name. Of. They're, uh, they're back tomorrow, though. And another guy that's back, it sounds like, is David Pasternak on the Bruins home. Ooh, baby. I'm Watch out. Bruins, Bruins I was, they started off so slow. But they have been picking it up, getting some goals here, adding pasta back to the lineup. I said you guys were down on the Bruins. I said they were going to be good. You guys – wasn't down. It was just like, what the <laughs> hell's going on? Oh, we can't score two games into the season. Oh, we can't score a 5-on-5 goal. What is this? Oh, you're like the parents being mad at their kids for getting like 92 on a test. It's yeah. just like, come on. No, the Bruins, I will say, Bruins are they're, – they're picking it up and adding pasta back to the lineup. That's definitely going to be a huge – a huge ad for them, and I'm excited. I'm excited to see how many goals I can put up the next game. Yeah, it's going to be awesome. We're missing top – or, like, three – we've been missing three of our top wingers uh, and still just scoring. Nick Ritchie looks unbelievable on the power play and everything. Oh, like, yeah. I hated him going into this season, and now I'm like, I'm a Nick Ritchie guy. going to get his jersey. That's, I have a bet with a guy at school. If he gets a hat trick this year, we're both buying Nick Ritchie jerseys. <laughs> so, who knows? Maybe Dallas wants one too. Dallas, any consideration to be a Bruins fan? I could add to the uh, jersey collection. Why not? You know, more jerseys for Mary. If it's a jersey, he's a fan of the team, so it's fine. Exactly. That way, uh, if I ever bet on them, I can throw that thing on. Yeah, that's why he has three Leafs jerseys in the closet. Yeah, yeah. Let's uh, not be looking in my closet now there, Justin. (laughs) Very, very – be careful. Dallas gets so pissed when we bring up his leads. It just team. happens every time. It's just like you're just beating a dead horse at this point. Just killing the horse. It's a running horse. joke. It's a running joke. You know, the horse isn't running anymore. The horse has been shot, Pencer. Oh, it's running. it's running. It's running. The horse is bleeding. He's done. And the horse, it's he's just still just firing on this horse. This horse is a stallion. Down. Yeah, this horse is going, oh, my God. Is it fast? Wow. <laughs> just secretary at our horse just going forever an absolute star okay speaking of stars pencer thank you i'm gonna bounce right off of that one to the dallas we're gonna talk more about the dallas stars that was a segue i'll give it to you thank you i was looking for an out he handed it to me on a silver platter uh the jerseys we gotta let's talk about the jerseys uh all day i'm like oh my god they're gonna wear those stupid ugly jerseys but then i watching the game a little bit and highlights from it i like them I like them now. I uh, completely changed my thoughts on them. Uh, what are your guys' thoughts on the jerseys? They're disgusting. 
Oh. It looks like a can of Mountain Dew just skating on the ice. It. it looked like it was at like uh, one of those glow-in-the-dark mini pet places. <laughs> it looked like like your seven-year-old cousin created a team on NHL, and they're like, "Dude, you have to come see these sweet jerseys <laughs> I made." And you're like, "Those are nice, yeah." It looks like a laser tag place, like a uniform for a yeah, laser. It looks tag. like an idea for a new expansion team. Maybe glow in the dark mini putt. We're just ripping the Dallas like Stars. What the heck's going on? What the heck's going Wait, on? We just went in a circle of how shitty the jerseys look, and Dallas is like, this is my favorite team. Crazy, guys. Crazy. Well, okay, you know what? I think a lot of people would be more hateful of the jerseys if they were like getting just killed every night. But they're playing good, so I think a lot of Stars fans are happy, and yeah. deservingly so. I can tell you I'm never betting for them when they wear those. No. I think they're only wearing them, like, four games in the season, I thought I saw. Like, it's just a very small amount. And they just, like, blew all these jerseys. I think every team's only wearing those, like, re- reverse retro rows, like, a handful of times. Nothing yeah. more than, like, five games. I guess that's what you have to do to make them, like, limited and, like, a big deal when they wear them. Well, just seems so much just wear their practice jersey point. that day. Uh, it's too bad the Red Wings didn't wear those. I wanted to see uh, those on there. Because I think they, those were worse, which would have just taken away the spotlight of the stars. But I, I guess not. If Detroit goes with the full white, like if they go white pants, white gloves with that jersey, it'll look sick. Because it'll be like a whiteout. The, uh, the Capitals had those, uh, I don't know if they're reverse retros, but I think they like showed off those new third jerseys. I don't know yeah, if you guys Yeah, they're alternates. Them. Yeah, those yeah. looked really good. Yeah, like okay. uh, the Washington football team went hockey. I it's kind of the same style. I eh? had the same W. I wanted to go off homes on the Detroit Red Wings, but theirs are all white, right? Like everything. Yeah, that's like the. Doesn't it just remind you of that kid who shows up like thinking they're the greatest player ever when you were a kid, like with their white gloves? That's all I could think about. The white cage. Yeah, exactly. Like everything white. No. Those are always the coolest kids on the rank. Everyone knows that. I was Griffin, clearly. No, that was not me. No, I did not. I never had a white cage. My best cage, I went to like a basically a thrift store and I found a cage that was half bubble and half cage. So the bottom was a cage. Tech action? The top was bubble. It was gross. What do you mean bubble? Like the visor? It was a visor and then like iron, like the cage, like the metal cage. Yeah. Yeah. You've never seen that before? No, not before I bought that. Really? I know so many people. Well, I don't like. I played with a bunch of people who would have that. Maybe it's a Montreal thing. French. Really? Yeah. No, I like got ripped on. And I loved it though. Yeah, it my like, worst helmet setup. I wore a Reebok 9K helmet, which is fine. But then, like, you know, how you can make the inserts different colors. Well, I couldn't get the inserts for my team's colors, so I sharpied in purple. Okay, <laughs> a shiny purple. And then I thought, what should I add to this gross helmet? I got a cascade chrome cage with the bars that went like down oh, the middle. Okay. I looked awful, but I probably had like, you know, 40 points that season. So not a big deal. I was a, there was a kid in squirts, so not a big deal. There you go. Wow. Purple Sharpie. I actually, that's, that's great. That's great creativity, Griff. I think I was, an, I was very artistic kid. Okay. So give it to me. Try to be creative. That's fine. That's good in my books. We, uh, on Instagram. We haven't even touched on the Dubois line A trade. I just thought of. Let's get right into it then. I, I honestly think that uh, Columbus is better off for it. Mm-hmm. Columbus, yeah, yeah for sure. Yeah. Columbus is. This trade seems awful for for uh, Winnipeg. Well, I don't I mean, even know think... how long do they have to like quarantine for until Lane can actually suit up for uh, Columbus and the same for Dubois with Winnipeg. I think it's I at think... least 
Is it 14 days? No, I saw, I just saw on Twitter, it was like a 48 hour quarantine. It, he just landed in Columbus like two hours ago. He's a 48 hour quarantine and then he has to test negative twice mm-hmm. and then he's fine. I think Canada's different. I think Canada's like 10 days for Dubois. I think line A, it, like Columbus is getting the better end of the deal, but I do think Dubois is going to actually do something up in Winnipeg. I mean, I think I saw somewhere that his dad was like a, a coach yeah. for like their AHL team. I think he That's just could right. be more comfortable there. But why? Yeah, I think but that I might want out of Columbus come, you know, time his contract's up. He might not like it there. He said he wants to play in a big market and then he gets traded to Columbus. Like, I don't know. He's not, I, I think like he's going to let his contract run out and just sign somewhere. Or hopefully, maybe, I don't think he's going to get traded unless Columbus can make some sort of big trade. But I don't, I don't, I don't get this trade at all, though, because you see teams, how desperate. All these teams, like, oh, we need a goal scorer. We need a goal scorer. They're so valuable. Let's pay them, like, God knows how much money. Line is, like, the exact guy, and he's a legitimate player. I mean, he had 49 points last year, 60 – oh, no, sorry. I'm looking at Dubois. Line had almost a point per game last year. He had 70 points three years ago. Dubois, I don't know what all the hype is. I get he was picked third overall. I get he's a decent player. It would not surprise me one bit if Dubois is, like, a bottom six forward for the rest of his career. What has he ever done besides being picked third overall? He looked really good in that uh, Jackets Leap series last year. Okay, but that's one playoff series. He's, like, he's not a first-line center yet, but he's, like, he's a – Unreal one-two punch for Winnipeg. Now they got Shifley, and then they got Dubois. Like, okay, that's, why is Dubois? Why is everyone so high on Dubois? He he looked quite good. Uh, he hasn't he maybe put up the point. Dude, I looked quite good by my college coach, and then I showed up at college, and he was like, "What the hell is this?" Okay, <laughs> I don't. I'm I'm agreeing with you, Pencer. I do think there's not like there's nothing like the hype is like not i don't get what it's there for i get it you're picked third overall but there's busts all the time yakupov was picked first overall sucks nico hishie first overall sucks why like they need to give up on a guy i get it if it's his second year maybe like oh the guy still was amazing it's his fourth and year in the league the one the one guy that isn't getting talked about at all is this rosalvik yeah he's also pretty good he's supposed to be pretty yeah like that's he's another guy so like columbus definitely got out of this nice he's He's going to be their second-line center now on Columbus, so it's going to be interesting. A lot of people are saying he has the potential to, you know, be a really good player in the league. So It's kind of funny how, like, both of these guys do want to play in, I think, kind of larger markets because I do think with the thing with Pierre-Luc Dubois is he didn't like Columbus, and now he has to go to Winnipeg, and now he has to go to Columbus. It's almost like this trade is going to turn out to be like a lose-lose trade. I don't see any of either player finishing their careers off in the teams they're on right now. I, I think that this that Dubois was a lot more to do with torch than anything. Like I think it, I think they just hated each other. You saw them go at it during the playoffs, yelling on the bench, and now he's going to a place where, like we said before, his dad coaches, so his dad lives there. He spends a lot of time in his off seasons in Winnipeg. So I think Dubois is going to be really happy there. Now it's going to be Line A. Is he going to like it in Columbus? Is he going to like how strict Torts is? Like I know someone was telling me when. Line a went through his big stretch where he was horrible. They were looking up his Fortnite stats, and he had something like ten thousand games played during that stretch. Like the guy's just like loves gaming. Just he's you know he's not the usual guy that Torts loves. So that'll be interesting. I just yeah I don't know. Do you think Line still has that same kind of personality in Columbus, or let's say he goes to like a big market that he like wants to talk about? Do you think he still kind of logs in those gaming hours or has a different life? Maybe he didn't, like, get along with his teammates that well. 
I don't Winnipeg or wasn't as close to time. If you're putting the puck in the net, good with me. I, yeah. I also heard he didn't get along with guys in Winnipeg. So. Could be true. I don't know. That's, that's speculating at this also, point. Also, uh, like, not to go off just one game, but the guy had two goals and assists in his one game in Winnipeg this year. There shouldn't be much for them not to like about him. Yeah, that's true. Right I mean, he, has, he has so much potential to actually, like, I think it's going to be a jump start for him. He's just going to – whether he wants to stay in Columbus or not, I feel like it's a new place for him to be, just a new opportunity, and I feel like he could just at least have a good year, two years, however long his contract's up for. Yeah, I picked up Max Domi on fantasy because uh, he'll be centering with uh, line A, so I'm hoping he can get some points there in that Columbus offense. I'm finally winning my fantasy this week, guys. I've gone two weeks in a row I've lost. Right now I'm up by like 40 points. Boom. From worst to first, a Griffin Connor fantasy story. It is. Just give me a thirty for thirty on fantasy last week. Behind my uh, three goaltender starts and sitting my goalies for two weeks straight, it was a thing of beauty. I just think that's silly, Pencer. I think you should have put some. You would have. You missed out on another shutout, by the way. And although it didn't bite you this time, it will down the road. Someone will get that shutout on the Sunday and tie that category with you one day. You'll see. You'll see. Strategical masterpiece. Very interesting. Okay, we got another thing that happened yesterday. The Alexi Lafreniere overtime winner finally gets the uh, the monkey off of his back, so to speak. Uh, a lot of people were really hating on Lafreniere. I was kind of in that uh, pool there, but uh, this one goal definitely does wonders for this kid. Yeah, when he gets moved up to the first line, produces right away. That he, I think he's going to really start get going now if he's going to be me, He was on the first line for the last, like, week. Well, he's going now. Yeah, I, think, going. I think it's a confidence boost for him. I think that's what it is. I mean, I feel like he had a monkey on his back. He had the shaky hands, couldn't do anything, wasn't getting anything done. He was like a minus two going into that game. And I feel like getting that goal, especially an overtime winning goal, like that just kind of hopefully – I mean, I've scored before and then had like a 30-game drought. But, I mean, hopefully it takes him, you know, on the right trajectory that everyone thinks he's going to go. Yeah, I yeah, think the Rangers so much They've blown so many leads or have, like, been tied going into the third period and have come out losers one too many times. I think they're one four, they're two four and one now. They could easily, like, have that record flipped around in the snap of a finger. But. I think on Lafreniere, the expectations are, always, are also, like, absurdly high. Yeah. Partially, he's Canadian, you know. He's the first French Quebecer, so everyone, Montreal, always, like, rooting for the guy. World juniors. Like, we don't have guys like McDavid come along all the time, even though every single draft year, like whoever's going to go first next year, they're going to make it seem like he's the next McDavid. Yeah. Go so on. But that does, that's not the case. Guys right. can't all be McDavid, and he's probably going to be a good NHL or Lafreniere, but and maybe he will be a superstar. We don't know. But. You just got to give him time. Same as Jack Hughes. Jack Hughes came in last year, kind of was, you know, he, was, he probably should have done a year of college, or I don't know. He just didn't. He didn't have anything at the beginning. And this year he's got like seven points. Like he's yeah. looking like up numbers. Hughes he's confident. Is, he put weight on. Same he as looks really Hubbard. good at Hughes. Like the Devils look a lot better than people thought just because of Hughes. And another rookie I wanted to talk about on the Buffalo side of things is Dylan Cousins, who's uh, put up decent points as well with uh, the Sabres. And I, I don't know if I, I think it kind of helped that he played in the World Juniors and kind of got to be the guy with Bowen Byron. Yeah, he looked, uh, he's looked pretty good so far this season. I think he's got two goals. 
And then Byram came in and looked unreal in that one game. That one pass to Rantanen was unbelievable. Yeah. Right through the defender's skate. And... Yeah, Byram looks really good. He's offensive. You can see he skates with the puck. He's not just, like, scared to turn it over. So. Yeah, he looks like he's fitting in very well there with that Colorado. They're going to be unfair down the road. I can just already see uh, see it now. Like the next five years, the Avs are just going to – maybe even ten. They're just going to be running the show there. Kind of like what the Tampa Bay Lightning are doing, but they might even be a lot better than that. I don't know. It's, uh, it's, it is strange, but on the Hughes thing, it's it's funny how everyone kind of wrote him off after one bad year as a rookie, and then this year all of a sudden he's just flipped the switch. Like the same with Lavernier, five, six games into the season, everyone's writing him off. I think we take these rookies and we have too much pressure on them from certain uh, media outlets, and it, it's – it, it sometimes can get to these young kids and really screw them up. Yeah, if you look back at the past couple of years, like we haven't had like that bona fide superstar come from a number one pick in like in a little while. Like Penser said earlier, you had Heischer, uh, Dalene hasn't been that good, um, and then Hughes and Nolan Patrick, McDavid and Matthews. You know they were so so good right away, and we haven't really since then. We really haven't had like a wow, this guy's crazy good. Well, not every draft here is the same. So many more are deeper. And I remember the Hughes one wasn't really that deep um, with Capo Caco. What, is, what has he done, Caco? With, Everyone uh, forgot about him. I know. Yeah, it's just I like this. What's, what's going on? And I remember he had a great – I don't know if he was in the World Juniors or not, but he was yeah. in the, the World Championships, I believe it was, with Finland. And he was great. And I think it was in May there. And – Everyone thought that this guy was going to come into uh, in the Rangers and take over, but he really hasn't done anything yet. But the argument is it's still really early in these guys' careers. Nobody's ever okay been Roger quicker than him. I'm not too high on him. I mean, he hasn't really, like, really even shown flashes of being, like, that brilliant. Yeah, this year he's got two goals. He's a minus two on the year, and he's just not shooting at all. Like, he's got, like, one or two shots a game. Hmm. How about uh, you, Grip? Is there a rookie that's really just kind of like giving you anything to be happy no. about? Sadly, no. I feel like all I can think about when you say rookies, I think of the Senators. I'm like, how bad are, have they been? Oh, my goodness. I like literally said how like they have something special and they're like one in six and just <laughs> lost yeah. seven in a row. I'm like every game, I'm like, you know what? It's tonight's the night. Okay, I'm going to put some more on them and I just lose so much. With you the psyched Senators. it. Last week, you're like, they're going to make a huge run, and I don't I, – I mean, hey, we're only a few games in the season, but it's – so never say never, but whew, they look like shit. They are getting smacked around. I mean, there's like a 19-goal differential. Like, they've given up what? They've given up 36 goals and only scored 17. It's like, that's not going to – you can't win with that, with those stats. I kind of thought going into the little series because Vancouver was another team that wasn't looking too great. I thought they were going to be able to, like, string together a couple wins over there, but uh, Canucks have kind of turned it around. I, I like to think more so that, yes, Ottawa's bad, but Vancouver kind of showed that they're actually not that – they're actually a really good hockey team. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Sure, don't get me wrong. The Sens suck, but uh, the Canucks, I think, are the third best team in that division. Yeah, the top lines got going for Vancouver now. Last night, you know, Besser, two goals. Besser, he just loves scoring in bunches too. Uh, me and Penser were talking about it last night. Like, he – He's had like three two-goal games now. But uh, Pedersen got a goal last night. So if their top guys get going, then then Vancouver can be a real good team. 
Yeah, that's a, they're, they're a wild card there because their goaltending situation, I think, is going to let them down uh, later on in the road here because Braden Holtby has been pretty uh, bad. And Thatcher Demko, I, he's still pretty young. He's still developing. I, I, I think Holtby should be their starter. I think they, I, he deserves it, the career he's had in Washington. I'm surprised that Demko's playing as much as he is, honestly. Yeah, Demko's supposed to be like the next thing there. He looked so good last year in the bubble, and we haven't seen that same, you know, bubble Thatcher that. Yeah, we didn't they get rid of Markstrom for him to keep yeah, him? Yeah, they, they basically. They also have another good prospect in that Michael DiPietro. He was the goalie for Team Canada and the 67th. He, he was unbelievable. Um, so they have another one in him that I don't know, maybe they'll call him up at some point and give him a shot, too. Any goalie with the last name DiPietro is not a goalie I want on my team. I think every uh, Islander fan can agree with that one. Aren't they still paying that contract? Yeah. That was, that was the nuts. first one that set off the chain reaction of everyone getting millions of dollars. Oh, stupid. Yeah, I just uh, – another kind of team uh, – any other teams, I guess, that have really, like, surprised you guys so far? Another week I was gone by, or has it kind of just been staying those same top teams? The Minnesota Wild for me. They've been, they've been unbelievable. Kaprizov. They can they continue to win. Kaprizov's the man. I tell you, it can't ever do it. Phillies impressed me. How good they've been. They've kept it up. Yeah, they've uh, they've been just fine. Connect me, man. He is, he has been sensational. Philly has year. three great lines. Yeah, they're the. I think you said that in the first episode. Like, there just doesn't matter what line you put out there. Like, they can compete with any other line. I think now Konechny, Hayes, and Giroux are all playing on different lines. Just I forgot another team that's kind of been surprising me is the Florida Panthers, how good they are this year. I always forget how good Alexander Barkov is in this league. If he was in a Canadian market, I don't even – we'd be sick of hearing about him, I think. Yeah, he is the most underrated player in the league. Like, no one talks about him, and yet he puts up these big stats and, like, carries their offense every single year. It's ridiculous. I don't know why he's not talked about more in the superstar level. Mm -hmm. Yeah, like, I I think it's not even, like, close to just, like – I think he's a top 10 player in the league, maybe even higher. I got him in the third round of Fantasy Boys. I – this is the best pick I've ever done. I'm I'm oh I'm thrilled about it. I don't want to brag, but I got passed out in another league in the third round in a twelve team league and he's playing on he's playing tomorrow night. Like I, I couldn't be more happy. This guy should have gone in the first round without a question if we knew that. But yeah. So shout out to Pasta for uh, healing well and taking this thing seriously. Hey, that's that's right. Was he supposed to come back this early? He was supposed uh, to come no. back mid February. Same with uh, Marchand, both of them. Like a month was it. Just a great job by him on getting back out there. That's Couple right. We're just tough Bruins guy. That's all we are up here in New England. We're just tough. We're built different. You guys are, oh, you're oh, truly built different. Really. Built different here in Boston. I, I think that's it for week three, fellas. Uh, any last thoughts? I know everyone's got a last thought, so we'll go around the room. We'll start with you, Pencer. Uh, final thoughts heading into uh, uh, the weekend here for the NHL. Uh, the Habs are a playoff team. We're not going to score 4.7 goals a game. Tyler Foley ain't going to score a hat-trick every game. But Gallagher, the line of Gallagher, Tatar, and Dano, watch out. They're going to be firing at the net, scoring goals, and the Habs will finish second in the division. That is my prediction. 
Holmes, you're up. What's Pasta going to do uh, tomorrow night? Oh, I'm excited. This is a battle for first in our division against Washington. So we've looked pretty damn good in the last four. I hope they keep it up and, you know, getting Pasternak back. He's, he's the best player on this team when it comes to goal scoring, and hopefully he pours them in. Griff, you're, uh, I, I like to clean up the plate here, so you go next. All right, I'll clean it up. So uh, hammer the over in the Bruins game tomorrow. It's going to be weird seeing Chara in a Washington Capitals jersey um, with the Bruins on the, on the other side. Um, but hammer that over. Pasta is going to have – Pasta will have four points tomorrow night. Guaranteed. Nice. I like that. I, I uh, like your idea of the over a lot. Another thing for betting-wise, take the Dallas Stars tomorrow night against the Hurricanes, keep on riding the horse till, till you get bucked off. And then Sunday, if they continue to win, take them again Sunday in Carolina. Stars are staying undefeated a little while longer. Save a horse. Ride those stars, baby. <laughs> I love that. I like you have a sign-off, Dallas? Like a special quote, maybe, to leave the people with? Um, a quote from uh, my main man, Andrew. If you're not cheating, you're not trying. <laughs> 